Welcome to Five Cats, Two Pussies. This is Lindsay. And this is Ronnie. Woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> I still think you do the hello better. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's fun to mix it up. <laughs> ah, we have a super cool episode planned for everybody today. We're going to talk a little bit about cloves. Yeah. Yeah. I was so excited when we did the... Uh, episode where we talked about the four thieves vinegar that I wanted to immediately do more like more weird earthy spicy herbs yeah so I do. yeah and in doing a little bit of research this week on cloves I did run into the two stories that you were talking about oh, about cool. the uh, the the four thieves vinegar, the four thieves oil, and I saw what you were what you were talking about and where there were a couple of different versions of yeah. that so yeah super cool Sweet. Well, before we get into our clovey goodness, Lindsay, how was your week? It was a good week. Yeah. Lots of video games. Oh, nice. So many video <laughs> games. I mean, the same video game. I'm still like super into AC. Uh, I keep calling it AC because when, <laughs> I, when I have to Google stuff, I just type in AC Valhalla and then whatever I need to like figure out. Because sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you can't figure out what the hell you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> Assassin's yep. Creed. Yeah. Nice. Super into it. Nice. How was your week? It was good. I also got in some video games. I played some more Drake Hollow. And I feel like I like I just took an evening to really binge it out and catch up a little bit. And so now I'm ready to enter like the second season. Cool. I have not finished all of the islands in the first season. So I'm going to do that because I want to find all the mandrakes and I've still got one left. So, oh, okay. so I've been doing that. I built all the improvements I could. I Yeah, I just spent a lot of time like collecting and building and I have to say, I'm not, I'm not too big and bold to admit, I killed a Drake. Oh, no, dude. I know. It was so sad. <laughs> it was so sad. I could see that it was giving me the notification that it was starving to death. <laughs> I, I didn't have enough schematics to unlock the lobster tub or tank Aww. or whatever the fuck it is. And so, yeah, I... I was like on my way back. I used one of those like fast travel crystals to get back. And it was like, it's still dying. I was like, I know I'm on my way back, like animation screen. And then I like get back to my base camp. I'm literally looking around for it because they're never like, I wish you could call them to you. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I don't know where it is. So I'm just running in circles around my camp. And as I'm looking for it, it dies. Oh no. I cried. You know, you can, I think it's, I can't remember what button it is now. It's been a while since I played, but I think if you click on the right joystick, it'll like highlight things for you. Yeah, I did that, but wow. I couldn't like, uh, there's, so, I have so many things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like it was highlighting the Drakes, but they're all running around and yeah. moving. And so, yeah, I just, I couldn't find it in time. It was like behind a fence or some shit. Oh, so it died and it made me really sad, like obnoxiously sad. And I teared up a little and then I moved his, I found his little gravestone and moved him over. I've got one pink cherry tree left on my camp island. And so I buried him under the pink cherry tree. Oh. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> which which one was it that died? Uh, shit, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> 
I do remember Dan coming in to inquire how the game is going and me telling him we believe that I had killed the Drake. And he was like, which one? I told him which one. He was like, oh, I liked that one. I was like, no! (laughs) 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 You're not allowed. (laughs) Oh, no. It was not. So I still have a live Gelper, who's my original. Okay. I think that was the one I killed. I have Gelper and Bippet. I have Hummer or Hammer, I think its name is. I just got a new one called Loleep, Loeep, something like that. Oh, okay. And he's like the Energizer Bunny happiness Drake. And so I've got one more to find in this region, and then I can go on to the next region. (laughs) But yeah, man, I killed a Drake. That sucked. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's sad. Yeah. Fucking video games make me feel feelings. <laughs> but I, I will say, otherwise, my week was great. <laughs> Good. Well, hey, let's, before we forget, because I get the feeling we are going to forget, let's let's light up our ritual candle. Sure thing. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> this may be, we'll see. Maybe I can doctor it up a little bit. But I di- I've been doing the terrible thing with a candle that, you know, you shouldn't do in... Um, I don't let it burn 100% out to the edges. It's pillar candle, and I don't always trim the wick to a quarter of an inch, blah, blah, blah. So now it's tunneled, which all pillar candles do. But it's also another thing that all pillar candles do when they tunnel, and it's chosen a side. And now it's going to bleed through the side. And the minute it does that, this candle is done because I'm not dripping wax all over our soundboard. (laughs) So this may be the last burn for this particular candle. We may have to get a winter candle early. Yeah. Well, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. We we burn them until they're done, and then we are, we're on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I, I do have now uh, all the ritual candles that we have burned, and I've got enough. I've got all four seasons. We've gone full loop. Uh, so now I'm kind of curious to try and maybe melt down the remnants and make our own candle. Cool. We'll see. <laughs> That's a great I've, idea. I've never made a candle before, so. I haven't either. Uh, it seems possible. <laughs> I'm not going to say easy, <laughs> but it seems possible. I feel like I've watched enough movies that have taken a place in, like, colonial America and have seen people making candles that I feel like I could figure it out. Yeah, I've got friends that make candles and have been making them for a number of years, and I'm just going to ask them for advice and see. Yeah. That's even better. See what Tyler recommends. (laughs) 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 But yeah, I've I've been doing some some other crafty handiwork from my Green Witch book. So I I figure if I could do that, I can make a candle. Yeah. I believe in you. (laughs) I totally think you can do it. Hey, question. How how are how have the kitties been doing with the like whole, you know, whole new world situation? (laughs) Yeah, pretty good actually. Dog has Uh, become much more comfortable with being upstairs on his own except when he is upstairs he really likes to just lay by the leather armchair and that's it (laughs) he doesn't want to play he doesn't want to like sleep on the blanket (laughs) he just like every time I come up here he's laying just next to the leather armchair and I'm wondering what is it about this particular chair which was in the living room for a long time that makes him like want to just of all the spots that's the spot I don't know if like maybe he smells like I don't know some like faint wisp of nimbus on it or something. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. But he just like that's what he wants to do. It's so weird. And Kenway is all the fuck about it. <laughs> he, I we just had to like start leaving the door open now 
rather than like opening it for them in the morning. Like they can just come and go upstairs now as they please. But Kenway's like most favorite thing to do is to make sure that you're paying attention and run upstairs. <laughs> like <laughs> he peeled out this morning and like banged both his elbows <laughs> in oh. his attempt to like clear the first step because he just like his butt swiveled around on the like tile floor at the base of the stairs. <laughs> And I don't know what was happening. I was making breakfast and all of a sudden I just heard this like big catastrophe fall down the stairs. And I was like, okay, well, it's not me and it's not Dan. So it must be a cat. And I thought maybe they had knocked something over down the stairs and nope. Nothing, there was no toys, nothing like that. Just there was Kenway at the bottom of the stairs. <laughs> and then he raced out, hit under the bed, wouldn't let me touch him at all. So I think my hypothesis is he fell down the stairs. <laughs> it was so much noise. It was like an unfortunate amount of boom, 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 boom. And like I listen to them run up and down the stairs all the time. They don't make that much noise. This was like maybe they were like tussling at the top of the stairs and Django, like, I don't know, threw Kenway <laughs> off the top. I don't I have no idea. It's like he missed every other step on his way down. <laughs> Poor guy. I feel a little bad for laughing, but it is, I, I mean, it is kind of funny. I, I also felt bad. <laughs> like I did eventually like catch him and check him, make sure he wasn't limping and like make sure he wasn't sore. And he's been fine like all day. And, you know, otherwise he's he's hunky dory. But <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> he freaked himself out. Poor guy. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it was it, it was just like a like what an what a silly ninny. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, cats are weird. <laughs> they sure are. <laughs> well, I think we're almost ready to talk about cloves. Yeah. I did want to just take a moment now before, because I don't know, sometimes like when people are like, oh, the episode's done, uh, they sign off. So I'm going to get you now before we start talking about our stuff. But I just wanted to remind folks that I'm going to use, we're going to use our Instagram platform to help promote some small businesses over the next few weeks because shit's hard right now and... Um, Amazon doesn't need any more of our money so it would be really cool if you want to take a look maybe you're like I've got a really like I've got a really witchy inclined or witch curious niece or nephew or you know you've got a loved one or a friend and you're like I don't know I know it's what they're into but I don't know what to get them or where to get it we'll give you some some, some suggestions of some of our favorite shops some of our listeners favorite shops and if you are a maker or an artist and you'd love us to plug your stuff we would be happy to do so so we will share those in our Instagram stories over the next few weeks. Yeah, dude, totally. I really enjoyed sharing uh, sharing some of our favorites so far. I I think it's been I don't know it's just like a lovely little community feel to be like, hey, I also really like Black Widow Yoga. You should check out their stuff. <laughs> 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 and yeah, it's been all kinds of all kinds of different cool shops and oddities and makers and artists and you name it we will probably we probably got it on an instagram story yeah i love it people supporting people yeah <laughs> well sweet why don't we take a break and come back and talk about cloves sounds good to me well see you soon witches
Thanks, dude. We got to talk about cloves. Yeah. Which, before I get into it, I totally forgot that the friends that I mentioned that make candles in the intro have uh, cute, the cutest, the cutest little calico cat named Clove. Aww. <laughs> and she's one of the tiniest baby kittens I've ever seen. Aww. Super duper cute. Aww. And so I'm going to, I'm going to subsequently dedicate this episode to Clove. <laughs> Maybe Clove. I can get a little photo from Alexa. <laughs> Sweet. Well, we were inspired from our Four Thieves Vinegar episode on, which was lavender related, but we wanted to talk about cloves because they're honestly one of my favorite things to cook with. And one of those ingredients that I think people are like, what's that smell? What's that taste? Kind of like nutmeg where it's like, you just put a little bit and everybody knows what it is without knowing exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's familiar. Exactly. And I've noticed it's, really popular or seems to be more popular than I had previously noticed this season with like candles, fragrances and lip balms and stuff like that were all, you know, vanilla and clove or orange and clove. I even the um, apiary where I get a lot of my moisturizer, one of their more popular scents is in fact, orange and clove. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I can Uh, see that. It does have a nice scent. It does. But I was kind of curious, you know, everybody knows this funny little shape. And I always thought it was a seed. But it's not. It's not? It's not. (laughs) (laughs) It's a flower. (laughs) So I'm going to... Oh. All right. (laughs) Uh I'm going to stretch for this one. (laughs) The plant itself. Okay, here's the botanical name. It's Sigizium aromaticum. I think you nailed it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So it's a spice, but it's actually the dried flowers from a type of evergreen that grows in the rainforest in Indonesia. Oh, cool. Okay. And I mean, it, it grows other places now, but it's native or original to Indonesia. And essentially the flowers start as this sort of like white fade to pale green uh sort of long there's like a botanical word for it where it's like four petals that sort of like roll up and close into one which is what makes that little ball on the end oh and it eventually develops into a bright red uh clove bud and when it's ready to harvest uh they're about one and a half to two centimeters in length so just shy of an inch okay and then, yeah, and then they're harvested and dried. And that's what makes cloves. They're, <laughs> they're hard little dried flowers from an evergreen tree. I thought that was super cool because I've seen the picture of the plant now and it's really pretty. Like, uh, it was surprisingly pretty <laughs> for such an ugly, gnarly spice. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a little piece of weird wood. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't like pick them out of whatever you've made, you never want to actually like chew one. <laughs> or yeah. I don't anyway. <laughs> I definitely don't want to chew one, but I will say that I will poo-poo any hot toddy that is given to me without a lemon garnish that has cloves shoved into it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I am right there with you. A hundred percent. You have to have a clove you in a have hot toddy. To. You just yeah. I mean, if not, it's just hot whiskey. Yeah, (laughs) which is is also fine. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm actually, I have very similar feelings about mulled wine. Mm. Those like spiced winter beverages, you need like clove is what makes them for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Now, I will say before we get into cloves, a little like word of caution here. Obviously, we're we've done some some quick thinking internet research, but we've also, you know, done our reading. But one of the things that clove is is an irritant. So couple of words of warning here uh, as we're going through all of these to keep in mind, if you are listening, you're really excited about some of the things we talk about, but have a really sensitive stomach, maybe cloves aren't for you. Oh. It's an irritant, especially specific to like mucous membranes. So I don't know, just maybe don't with the cloves if you have stomach problems. Oh. Like really severe stomach problems. And then also... Cloves can actually affect the central nervous system. So it's typically recommended that pregnant women are advised to avoid cloves, at least in like large doses. I'm sure if you ate like, I don't know, a slice of pumpkin pie that had like some ground cloves in the pumpkin pie spice or like a pumpkin latte or something like that. Nobody's like, you're not going to freak out or have any sort of issues. But yeah, don't like go heavy on the cloves if you're pregnant. Makes sense. You, they tell pregnant women not to have anything. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? I, I, as I was writing that down, I was like, what can pregnant women do? <laughs> like, every single thing we cover, if you're pregnant, probably yeah. don't. And yeah. it's like, oh, man. What, do they get to eat, like, Bummer. saltines? Like, like come right? on. Or, or is salt bad, too? Can you not have I have salt? no idea. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> So there's, there's all these things that you shouldn't and you can't do. So I've got to ask, and I think that I know the answer to this. Can you smoke it? You can. Yay. <laughs> so I legit did not know, this is how much of a ding dong I am, that whether or not clove cigarettes actually contained cloves. Because I wasn't 100% sure like I, you know, I'm familiar with what clove cigarettes are. And if you're not, I don't know, they're, they look like a cigarette, they're brown, they smell like clove. (laughs) But I didn't know if it was actually clove in it or if it was just like a different blend of tobacco or different, like, I just, I wasn't really sure if there was cloves in it or they just called it clove because of the color and the scent of that particular tobacco or what, like, what was in it to do that. I think they usually use a clove oil in clove cigarettes yeah i I, after doing the reading american uh or western style clove cigarettes are exactly that they're a tobacco cigarette with clove oil in them oh okay but there's this thing i want to butcher this (laughs) there's a thing called a kretek kretek k-r-e-t-e-k which is an Indonesian word that describes the crackling sound of burning cloves, which I thought was dope. (laughs) (laughs) But that's when instead of using um, clove oil, you take the tobacco and you mix it with actual clove plant, like ground up cloves or fresh clove flowers, and you roll that into cigarettes and smoke it. Guess what? What? I made us two of those. Yes! I'm so excited. (laughs) That's awesome. I wasn't sure how much like clove. I ground up clove. Okay. Not with a mortar and pestle because I'm far too lazy for that. I used a (laughs) coffee grinder. Oh, that's fine. (laughs) And I sprinkled a little bit on top of some tobacco and I rolled a a couple of cigarettes. And I, I didn't know how much clove to put on. So I thought I just put on a little bit, but they smell pretty clovey. So we'll That's see. That's totally cool. I <laughs> uh, So I don't know if listeners know this or not, I suppose, but I've I've quit smoking for a while now, but every once in a while, the like one thing that I really crave is a flavored cigarette. 
Like I, and I crave cloves and menthols. Those are the two things that I really like when I'm like, I don't know, like deep in, deep in my cups post like bar or when I'm like really feeling a record or like doing a lot of writing or something like that. I like, I like the activity of smoking. And those are the two things I crave. So I'm pretty stoked about this. And I probably didn't need to know I can make my own. <laughs> you can make your own. Those are also two types of cigarettes that you can't buy in Massachusetts anymore. <laughs> you told me this this morning. And I nearly shot myself. <laughs> I knew the menthol things. But I did not know that clove cigarettes were considered a flavored cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's flavored like cloves. So. Yeah. I mean, I get it. But it's bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, all flavors, all flavored cigarettes are outlawed in Massachusetts. It happened after like people were dying from the vaping, right? Which doesn't have tobacco at all, <laughs> right? Well, does it? I think that no, it's I, like a well, fucking it has, liquid. It has nicotine. Yeah, but that's different than smoking a cigarette. Yeah, yeah, no, it totally is. I mean, I I don't know. I want to be like I want to be the cool gothy kids hanging outside the theater smoking cloves, right? Not puffing on your giant ass fancy vape pen. Lame. Sorry to anybody out there who vapes. It's just it, it looks pretty silly. You've ruined it for the rest of us. <laughs> All right, I want to give this a try. Yeah, I want to give it a try too. I'm gonna light it up. All right, I'll be right back. Oh, that's all the cloves. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Sorry, my first inhale was like all clove. <laughs> Mine, Mine's pretty mild for so far. There was like on both of them, one of the ends got like the big chunk of like powdered clove. Oh, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> also, because I don't really smoke, this is immediately just like my lungs like, what is happening? <laughs> it's kind of nice though. Yeah, this is Brian's rolling tobacco that I used for it. <laughs> we haven't done a can you smoke it in a while we haven't no yeah. mine definitely tastes like cloves yeah so does mine <laughs> if, aside honestly i bet if this had a filter i wouldn't like it's just been so long my lungs are just like i don't know what's happening right now it's pretty harsh on mine too oh, okay cool yeah. <laughs> i'm glad it's not just me um but i really it it doesn't quite taste like a clove cigarette but it does no. taste like cloves, and I really like it. Yeah, it doesn't have that, like, sugary sweetness that a clove cigarette right. has. And I wonder if that's part of, like, the deduction, concoction, whatever, of the clove oil, which I had some clove oil, but I like. just, it expired, so oh. I threw it out, because, I don't know, I just, it was, like, a lot expired, not a little. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I just didn't want to risk it, but, yeah, I like the way it smells, I like the way it tastes, it just adds this sort of, like herbal Christmassy spice I like the spiciness it's not like it's not grassy like the stuff we usually smoke at all yeah it's it totally just, different it just straight up reminds me of ham <laughs> I, feel <like> I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm smoking a ham <laughs> I don't think cloves have ever reminded me of ham that's so well, weird you're a vegetarian <laughs> but I haven't always Fair. been <laughs> so weird <laughs> No, I guess it I guess it reminds me of a clove cigarette. Yeah. Or like 
you know, the flavor of mulled wine or yeah. like you were saying yep. earlier. Yeah. Uh, my mother makes a Swedish gingerbread cookie for Christmas every year. And I hated them as a kid. They are fucking hard as shit. <laughs> <laughs> they are not, they're like a lighter color and they, I, I want to say they have cardamom in them, but they 100% have cloves. And yeah, like cloves are just sort of in a lot of stuff I ate growing up. Like these Swedish gingerbread were very clove heavy. A lot of like ham dishes or roasts or that sort of thing. A lot of, yeah. And that's what it reminds me of. It's very sort of a Christmassy cigarette and I'm enjoying this. Interesting. I'm going to finish this one. I don't know if I am, man. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> I don't like clove cigarettes though, usually. I do like an occasional menthol yeah. for sure. Yeah. I'm not so into the cloves. Sweet. Well, <laughs> there's other stuff you can do with it if you're a non-smoker. Yeah. I'll set that down there. All right. Here we go. I don't think I've ever like tried to record and smoke at the same time, <laughs> but I'm really enjoying this, so I'm going to give it a go. So, uh, the, the active ingredient, one of the active ingredients, I suppose, in cloves uh, is the oil, and it's, I think it's called eugenol. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. And essentially, that's the active ingredient in the essential oil, and it has a number of medicinal uses. And so does the actual spice, in fact. So I do want to, like, talk about some of those medicinal uses beyond, you know, just enjoying a gothy cigarette. <laughs> gothy DIY cigarette. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> feel so punk. <laughs> I can feel Brian groaning <laughs> seven blocks away. <laughs> Shit. Fumble. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, eugenol is uh, actually a local anesthetic and an antiseptic. So there's a number of things you can do with this, but the biggest one revolves around dental care. Oh. So way back when, uh, when cloves were first sort of discovered by the Western world, it was like, oh my God, now we could trade in the spice, but what do you do with it? And the Chinese actually used to chew it for fresh breath. Oh, Okay. Uh, it is still, to this day, a very common active ingredient in all-natural toothache medicine. Oh, is it like numbing? Yeah. Naturally? Oh. Yeah, and I've actually used this. Oh, no kidding. That's why I had clove oil. No kidding. And that's Holy why shit. I had to throw it away, because I stopped having a toothache. <laughs> <laughs> but... Essentially, um, you can, you know, you should still, like, do your warm saltwater rinse. And after you've, like, cleaned your mouth... Then you take a little bit of like a few drops of clove oil and mix it with like a little bit of olive oil or like fractionated coconut oil. Um, and then you take a cotton ball or maybe like a Q-tip and dab it in that and then rub it on your gums where you're like where you're having a toothache and it will straight up numb them. Wow. Yeah. It, it really works and it works very well. Oh, super cool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, apparently, the uh, oil is also used to reduce blood sugar levels. It's mostly used to treat flatulence and indigestion. Oh. <laughs> it's been a while since we had one that treated flatulence. It has been a while. <laughs> Again, always an ingredient that I need. <laughs> um, and it also acts as what is called a... Or like rubefacient, rubefacient, something like that. 
basically it's an irritant. Oh. And where this is important and sort of comes into play with the moisturizer thing is that um, it essentially acts as an irritant by expanding the blood vessels when you rub it into the skin, which increases blood flow, which makes that particular area of the body feel warm. So it is used in not only massage oils, but also things like home remedies for arthritis, muscle pain, joint pain, that kind of thing. So I have, aside from my sore gum, I have also like used this, mixed it with a little bit of hand cream and rubbed it into my knees post-snowboarding because my knees were all fucked up and sore and swollen. No way. And it works. Oh, that's amazing. It's really cool. That is so cool. Now, anytime you're trying something new like this, like any perfume or makeup, you want to do like a little bit of a smudge test kind of thing where you take a little bit of your mix that you want to use and maybe just rub it on the inside of your elbow and the back of your elbow, like just above your elbow joint, Mm -hmm. because those are like the two types of skin essentially that you have, the really delicate thin shit on the inside of your elbow and then the rougher spots. And if it doesn't cause pain or doesn't like, you know, if it makes it like really burn or bright red or any, like if you have a reaction to it, don't use it clearly, but otherwise you should be fine. But yeah, I, I, I have definitely used it on my knees and it, it works like a warm shower or a heating pad. It's awesome. That's super cool. No kidding. I had no idea. But on the spice side of things, um, it's actually really healthy. I was shocked. Like this is a really good for you spice. Oh really? Yeah. So it has really like noticeable or significant amounts of potassium which helps control your heart rate and your blood pressure, of manganese, which is used by the body as an antioxidant enzyme, vitamin A, which is also an antioxidant, uh, but is required by the body for like healthy mucous membranes, good vision, and good skin, and noticeable amounts of thiamine and riboflavin, which fights or prevents oral cancer and lung cancer. Oh, cool. So, you know, put a little clove in your cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it balances it. No, it totally doesn't. It totally doesn't. <laughs> but maybe, you know, if you're doing, if you're somebody who, uh, who maybe is into, like, home remedies and home medicines and that sort of thing, and you want to make your own mouthwash, which you can totally do, Again, with olive oil or fractionated coconut oil, you could add, you know, maybe some clove drops to that and give it a swish around. Yeah, that's a great idea. Fresh breath and no plaque and a little bit of a... And numb gums. Yeah, and numb gums. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess I was really intrigued by the level of health that it, it can provide because it's actually a pretty easy thing to use in cooking. And I think it's an often overlooked spice in cooking. Yeah, it seems like a very seasonal spice mm-hmm. for a lot of us. It is for me, certainly. Like, I really, if I'm going to use clove, I tend to use it more so in the colder months, for sure. Oh, absolutely. And that's great, because in the colder months, we don't have as much access, well, traditionally speaking. I'm sure we do, because we have Whole Foods kind of thing. <laughs> like it's, you know, But it's not as, um, as easy to get fresh seasonal produce. So being able to supplement with spices really helps get some of these things that maybe you otherwise, you know, aren't getting from like being able to eat a fresh tomato. Right, right. Yeah. Because I like I've gotten into recently using, I suppose, more 
spices or lesser known spices in my cooking, mostly because honestly, that's what I've got in my cupboard. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm out of time. I guess I'll make tomato clove soup. Oh, and it's really good. Weird, but yeah, I can yeah, see it, it being totally good. Just a, like just a little bit. Not probably not enough, honestly, to like really affect your health. But if you're putting just a little bit in two or three different things, it's really popular in curry. It's one of the ingredients in five spice powder. Um, but yeah, I like adding it not only to like my beverages or my tea, uh, but also to things like, you know, tomato soup or a little sprinkle on a pork chop or little like a little bit in my um, chickpea stew or something like that. It's said to be an aphrodisiac too when you add it into your like wine beverages and stuff like that. So on top of the effects that you're getting from your alcohol, you're also getting this effect from the cloves. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Make everyone a little bit more merry. (laughs) I dig it. (laughs) One thing to note, which I never thought about, and I'm not sure I 100% agree with, but I did read if you're using it for cooking that or you know likewise for mulling or something like that that you shouldn't um, prolong the cooking experience so for example like don't rolling boil your mold cider uh, with cloves in it basically you evaporate all of the oil that's in the cloves and it does nothing <laughs> so it'll still taste good but it won't have any medicinal benefits so all right. you're supposed to like add it at the end or just like steep or simmer but don't like you know don't add a whole bunch of cloves to your next ham roast and think it's going to give you a big medicinal benefit because at the end of roasting for four hours, that oil's gone. <laughs> Makes sense. I suppose I wouldn't really rolling boil my wine anyway. That's yeah. more of a, like a slow and low sort of thing for me. Like with tea and coffee, like you don't want super crazy hot boiling ass water because it's going to kill right. all the flavors yes. from you know, whatever you're putting in it. Yeah, totally. So we know that clove comes from, traditionally, from Indonesia. But I got a little history. And I wanted to chat a little bit about where, like, where clove comes from. And I even got, like, I don't know, it's not quite a ghost story, but sort of, like, similar to a ghost story. I like ghost stories. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so historically, clove, like I said, comes from Indonesia. Uh, it was really monopolized by the Dutch. And they were like, this is going to be our thing. It was really valuable. Like, in the 16th, 17th century, it was, like, akin to gold and silver, especially if you were, like, gifting it to royalty. It was a big, hairy deal. Like, here's some fancy-ass cloves. And the Dutch were like, we want all the cloves. We don't want anybody else to have any cloves. We will have the only clove business. What a bunch of dicks. Such a bunch of dicks. <laughs> but they were they were so pissy about it that essentially they went, like anywhere that they found a clove tree that was on land they didn't control, they burned it down. Dude. Which really pissed off a lot of the locals, especially in Indonesia, because... Apparently, it was a tradition to plant a clove tree to celebrate the birth of your child. Yeah. And then the Dutch came along and were like, yo, fuck your traditions. Yeah. My tree. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty fucked Colonization. Up. Yay. <laughs> but eventually, as, you know, people 
took the trees other places, you now end up with, like, there's clove trees in Brazil and Zanzibar, Madagascar, Tanzania. So the Dutch failed. Yeah, it ended up taking some pressure off of the Maluka Islands where where it was mostly grown. Right. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, the Dutch were, <laughs> were historically not very nice when it came to cloves. Oh, man. <laughs> but I wanted to mention this because it ties sort of a little, a little tiny bit. I'm going to draw the threads towards the, like, sort of ghost story. Ooh, okay. So, okay. So the Dutch were all about the cloves. Then the sort of new world, quote unquote, of America is created. And they're like, we're going to have this port owned by the Dutch called New Amsterdam, (laughs) which eventually becomes New York. Yeah. But because of that, one of the primary things that was traded and brought in, imported through New York was cloves. Okay. So they were like, yo, this is really important. It brings a lot of money, luxury goods in the new world. And essentially, uh, there's, there's a street now in New York called Christopher Street. And it was, you know, a super important popular trade port. It's still, you know, on the waterfront. It's not really so much a trade district as much as it was, you know, when New York was first founded. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a pretty big landmark of New York. And on this street is a building called the Northern Dispensary. Now, the Northern Dispensary is most commonly known for its architecture because it is a, like, I don't know, it's got five-sided building. It's the most awkwardly shaped building. But it is known as the only building in Manhattan where one side faces two streets because it's got this, like, sort of end cap wall (laughs) where it's, like, technically one side but kind of bends a little. And anyway, it ends up on two streets. Okay. So it is actually flanked by, it's a three- or four-sided building, but it's flanked by, like, one extra street. And apparently that's a big deal in the architectural world. Now, I'm not really up on my buildings. But (laughs) this northern dispensary was given to New York City as basically um, to be used as a clinic for the poor. So it was um, used as, as a hospital for those who couldn't afford an actual hospital stay. So it was one of the first like sort of in and out patients um, kind of thing where like people could come they wouldn't necessarily have to stay they could just come get a treatment and leave and not have to pay for like the full hospital bill right most notably one of their famous people that went was Edgar Allan Poe oh no kidding yeah oh and so prior to the days of like Novocaine and actual like drugs clove was by this point more common less expensive and most notably used as a tooth numbing agent. <laughs> so this is also in that era of medicine where like a lot of the answers for this shit was pull a tooth. You have a fever, pull a tooth. Like, I don't know. <laughs> the people were like obsessed with dentistry. <laughs> but it's thought that even though this building has seen thousands of patients uh, and is now no longer used for that, has actually been vacant for a long time. It is said that on rainy nights, that the residents can still smell a faint whisper of clove. Oh, weird. Yeah. So weird. That's so weird and so <laughs> cool. I just, I don't know. I like to think, you know, that that's like some sort of like ghostly remnants of what went on there. Yeah. Like a ghost had a tooth pulled and it turned out it was something else and they died, but you can still smell the like 
clove oil on their gums. It's a big ass building, and just <laughs> like the uh, like the thought that this was used to serve the med- like medicinal needs of the poor, yeah, especially in a port area, which also had sailors from like all over the place. Like that was probably a busy, gnarly, hectic building, and I just um, like imagine being like, yeah, whatever, throw them in the chair and slap some like <laughs> slap some clove oil on it, and let's go. Dude, that's so crazy. They must have stored so many cloves or like so many clove like concoctions right? in there for it to still smell like that yeah yeah i i have no idea if it's true but i'd like to think it is because i think it's cool yeah it is cool i bet it's true i was going to take a sip of my beer with my cigarette butt in it and that would have sucked <laughs> <laughs> i think <laughs> maybe that means it's a great time to take a break yeah let's do it okay <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back yeah catch you soon which is So while we took a little break, which didn't feel like anything for you <laughs> listening, I'm sure, but I actually uh, double checked some notes and then uh, found another little excerpt that I wanted to share regarding the, the use of trees uh, related to the birth of children. So this is directly from The Flying Hedge, which is a blog by a non-theistic green witch named Willow. And essentially, uh, there's a little more to the story that I really wanted to share because it was more than just they planted a tree for the birth to celebrate the birth of the child. It was that in um, Maluka. No, wait. Maluka. Maluka. Thank you. (laughs) In Maluka, the um, the indigenous population there would plant a tree, as I mentioned, to celebrate the birth of the child. But it was more in recognition that the child had been born. And then how the tree performed was directly correspondent related to uh, how the child would develop. Oh. So a thriving, healthy tree meant a thriving, healthy child. Whereas like a sickly underperforming tree was very foreboding for the future of the child. And so these trees were like really tended and cared for and nurtured because they wanted a strong, healthy tree to signify a strong, healthy child that would grow into adulthood. And so when the Dutch came along and fucked them all up and burned them down, the natives, the indigenous folk, like, revolted and were like, fuck you. Like, yeah. you're, like you're, you're screwing with our kids' future in more ways than one. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I thought that that was really, uh, really interesting, just that, like, that caring for the tree and what it symbolized beyond just the celebration of the birth. Oh man, that's all. That makes it even that much more awful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Jeez. Well, on that note, why don't we talk a little bit about the magic of cloves and how ma- how cloves can be used in your daily magic? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> 
Cool. So cloves are considered masculine in nature. They are associated with the element of fire and the planet Jupiter. And in tarot, they're associated with the cards, the star and the wheel of fortune. Oh, cool. So if you're doing like a, a tarot reading where you're trying to get like a divine inspiration, you might want to like add... Sometimes you can put like certain spices on certain cards. Yeah, yeah. Cool. totally. Uh, cloves can be used in spell work to attract luck and prosperity. You can add a few to a, like a little good luck mojo bag and Sweet. carry it around with you. Uh, cloves can be used to keep good friends close. So you can like make your friend a little cloth bag with, and then you stick seven cloves inside and you give it to them and they can like, you know, carry it around or wear it around on their neck or whatever, you know, <laughs> little bags. <laughs> little, it's like little bags are no there. strangers to like spell work. They're, That's, yep. they're, they're all over the place. I feel out like this there. one might be a little smelly, but <laughs> it could be good smell though. <laughs> uh, clothes are often used to stop rumors and gossip too. So like, even if, you know, you have your good friends, sometimes people not so nice about the talkings to you. And I don't, totally know how it stops the bad like the bad rumors and the gossip I wonder if it has anything to do with its like mouth numbing qualities yeah I was just thinking maybe like an oral cleanser so kind of like when I don't know if your mom ever did this but if like if I swore as a kid I had to suck on a dish uh, a dishcloth full of dish soap to wash out my mouth. <laughs> I got my mouth wash- washed out with soap once and I don't remember exactly how she did it. <laughs> <laughs> I was ha- really little. <laughs> this happened to me more than once and <laughs> and I I kind of wonder if it's a similar kind of thing where like wash your mouth with cloves. Yeah, I don't know. But to, they say to do that you can you can either like burn some cloves in a cauldron like an incense or or stick some like push some into a red candle and burn it that way yeah it can also be used in incense or tea to aid in astral projection Ooh, yeah and it's also really good as like to be used for protection especially in children Oh, cool. And it's also used in exorcisms or purification rituals. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I wonder if the the protecting the children thing comes all the way from the tree thing. It makes sense. Yeah. 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 I dig that. Yeah. I couldn't say for sure, but. I I like it. It makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) It makes sense. I mean. (laughs) Uh, Other things that it's good for and not really like super magical, but you can like make a pomander with it or like so like put it in like a like a little potpourri pouch with a bunch of like other spices and stuff or like shove some into an orange or an apple and hang it in your closet and it repels moths okay so what's a pomander so a pomander is basically like a a ball of something like a pouch with a bunch of shit in it or like the fruit like a fruit that you shove oh. you shove cloves into oh okay so that's it's a whole thing it's, it's a whole thing yeah right so that that is the pomander yeah the pomander is the whole thing i have seen this as like a holiday yule christmasy kind of decoration where like people actually like push cloves into oranges as like a special design or fancy designs and then hang them in with like or put them in with their like table setting or hang them in like 
their doorways and windows and shit like that. Apparently, this was like from Victorian era where like clothes were still very expensive and it was like a sign of wealth. Oh. I'm so wealthy that I can bring good fortune and harmony to my household by just sticking my spices into like <laughs> fruit we're not going to eat. <laughs> I have never seen that before. Oh man, that was like a that was a thing growing up. Is it like do you like press it into and like make shapes out of it or oh, do you yeah. just like put a whole bunch of them into an orange? No, no, you've like put a whole bunch of them into an orange but in like fancy ass patterns. Oh, okay. Make it look like a Christmas ornament. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. Weird. And sometimes it's with ribbon and like, yeah, and then you hang it in doorways and it's supposed to do a thing. I, it's so weird. It's so weird. I'm just imagining the fruit flies of this rotting orange. Dude, right? <laughs> like it might repel moths, but you're going to get something else. Ants, yeah. maybe? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those Victorians were weird. <laughs> Uh, the, speaking of the Victorians, they would use it in spell work too. They would use it in friendship spells. So again, with the friendship, they would use a pomander that contained oranges and cloves, and they would give it to a friend to indicate warm feelings. Oh, yeah. well, I, that sort of tie like warm feelings, hearth. Yeah, look how wealthy I am. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> cloves smell warm. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and citrus is a lovely fresh smell. And I don't feel like they wore a lot of deodorant, so. I don't think they did I, either. I bet that was really lovely. Yeah, I don't think they bathed a lot either. <laughs> I, I truly have no idea. I Victorian area is not that far far back, but. No, it's not. But did they, ha- did they have plumbing then? Or were they still like bucketing water into a tub? Great question. A tub? Don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> either way i know what you're gonna get for you all (laughs) my friend with warm feelings (laughs) i'm not hanging it in my closet (laughs) uh no i fully expect you to slice it up and put it in your whiskey (laughs) i will or i'll like boil it with wine yeah Awesome. (laughs) Well, I have to say, I really enjoyed doing all the reading for Cloves. I was a little bit, just honestly, a little bit bummed that there weren't more, um, that I wasn't able to. I'm not going to say that there aren't, but I wasn't able to find more folklore, folk stories around cloves or the way that we've been able to with a lot of other herbs. And I bet, unfortunately, that's because this originated in Indonesia and I don't have a good resource for Indonesian sort of South Asian folklore and those sort of tales, as opposed to things that originate like the sort of Mesopotamian area. Yeah, that's fair. I actually, I did actually try to look up like clove mythology or, you know, clove like fairy tales. And I couldn't really, I couldn't find anything. Yeah. Same, same. Uh, The closest thing I got was the, the story about uh, Christopher street, but but I mean, it doesn't mean that they're not out there. So maybe if you're listening and you're like, oh, actually, you know, my my grandmother used to tell us this tale of, you know, whatever with cloves in it. Or you have another use that maybe we haven't mentioned for spell work or for healing. We would love to hear it. We're, we're doing, you know, our our fun time research, but there's always more out there. So drop us a line, share us something we didn't mention, and we would be happy to 
to fill, share and fill, fill everyone in in a future episode. Yeah, we would. Sweet. <laughs> well, I kind of want another clove cigarette. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but I'm, I know my mom's listening, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> Instead, I'll go eat a pretzel. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But I really appreciate uh, you listening. And hanging out with us today or over multiple days, however you chose to absorb this information, we always have a great time recording and we do it for us, but we love that you like it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if you do like it, you know, give us a love, give us a, uh, a like, a share, follow, send it to a friend, all those good things. It's always fun to see folks from different areas of the world, too. So hi to Portugal and the Netherlands, who have been listening the last couple of weeks. That was dope. Yeah, <laughs> we like you guys. <laughs> that was really like a fun surprise. Sorry we hated all over the Dutch this episode. <laughs> we don't mean anything by it. It wasn't you. It was, it was the past people. <laughs> yeah, and actually the Dutch are some of my favorite people. Mm, that's fair. In the world. <laughs> like, honestly, like, the Dutch that I've met and like having gone to Amsterdam and interacted with Dutch, seriously the nicest people in the world. I know I have one Dutch coworker and he is absolutely lovely. I wouldn't judge a whole nation based only on Anton, but I, I am very much looking forward to one day being able to travel safely again so that you and me and engineer Dan and Brian can all go to the Netherlands, yeah. go to Amsterdam and hang out for a few days. Yeah, we're going to eat cheese. Yes. We're going to eat cheese and look at art and ride bicycles? We can ride bicycles. I don't know. Dude, it's super scary there with the bicycles. Okay, no like, bicycles. I mean, but no, the car like the cars get it. They're so used to it, but it's like everybody's zipping by at the same time and going in different directions. It looks scary. <laughs> I am not coordinated <laughs> for that. <laughs> well, again, seriously, thank you so much for listening. And be sure to check out our Instagram stories. And until then, see you next week. Remember, no pervs, no Nazis. Totally.